Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, Camp Vimfo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Well, it is Matt Mosley. Very pleased to be with you on this uh, fine Tuesday afternoon. Reminder, I will be hanging out at the uh, Baylor Club tomorrow, and there's a uh, member event. But, uh, boy, I tell you, they have new members joining all the time. And uh, just reach out to me via text or uh, or DM or whatever. If you're interested in uh, joining the Baylor Club, we could probably find a spot for you. But kind of a member uh, social is, is kind of what this is. And they'll normally have a tremendous amount of, of uh, oh, food and uh, different stations and drink specials and all of that kind of thing. And uh, John will be there to do his show three to four, and then I'll be there to do my show four to six. Uh, thanks to Tom Barfield, who had us covered out at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings yesterday on the patio, party on the patio. And uh, Tom was out there talking about all those specials. Man loves a good blue Long Island iced tea. I would venture to say, Aaron, that Tom Barfield has never tried one of those, nor will he ever. All right? I just don't think... I I don't know if Tom partakes or not, but I don't think he would partake in anything that's blue. Okay, I don't. I just don't really see that happening. But uh, Buffalo Wild Wings is your stop for a lot of great things. Appreciate Stephanie being out there. The uh, boy that Western Wear Shop put up some really neat things. The tickets to uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State. So good gathering out there. And uh, Aaron, they were asking about us. Where's Mosley? Where's Aaron? I mean, apparently, you know, all kinds of questions were being asked out there. And, and uh, you know what Tom said to him, Aaron? He said, who cares? No, he didn't say that. He he was uh, he told him where we were. And uh, the good news is Tom and I will be uh, together on uh, Saturday for it will start four hours before kickoff. Uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State. That'll be at 1030. OK, that's when it starts. Kickoff is at 230. And this is number 16 versus number 9. Aaron, with OU and Texas leaving soon, some of these other matchups will take on new importance. And given what happened last year, losing in Stillwater and then winning in the Big 12 title game, I think that this uh, could really be important. Uh, for the Bears, hosting a really good team, a top 10 team. Uh, what a matchup. What an opportunity. Uh, Aaron, you may have the, and I'll look. I want to see what Westgate had this. I would have predicted that this game would have opened as almost like a pick uh, On a neutral site, this would probably be Oklahoma State by about two or three. Um, coming to Waco, it's pretty close. Maybe by the time kickoff gets here, Baylor could be favored by a point or two. 
Uh, but it's this is not Baylor's playing teams right now. They were they were um, the underdog going to get at BYU. They were the underdog at Iowa State. I mean, Aaron, have you ever seen a team that was predicted to win the Big Twelve be an underdog more often? I mean, every time they every time they go anywhere, they're the underdog and they're supposed to win this conference. Now, I did notice for our Baylor people and you guys are out there that the odds of winning the Big 12 championship after Saturday's games. Boy, uh, obviously, Texas's odds went way down. OU had the best odds. They were like a plus 150 or 170, and that went down. And Baylor now has the best odds in the conference. Even though the Bears are only 2-1 and one overall, doesn't matter because BYU is not one of us yet. Baylor I mean, is yeah. a one-point favorite. Okay. The Bears are a one. So, Aaron, I think I should become an odds maker. I kind of, even without looking at that, I kind of sense that. Um, but I know my mom would be so proud if I just went to Vegas <laughs> and became an odds maker. <laughs> oh, man. Take Parker and Meredith with me and um, Parker graduate out there in Vegas. Um, I... That sounds about right. Bears by one. I think this is going to be about a pick 'em game by kickoff. I don't know if the money will ride in on the Bears to get to move this thing, uh, perhaps to even two or a three-point favorite. This to, to me, this one doesn't feel like it's going to have a ton of movement. Aaron, do we know who's calling this game yet? I meant to ask Brent Ingram, the uh, the new. Uh, you know, head of the sports information at Baylor, and he because he would know. Um, this let's see. Let me try to guess. This is a, Aaron. While you uh, while you do a little search, um, or you may know Aaron, but I my guess is a two thirty start. We're not gonna get Gus. We're not gonna get because they always do that either eleven a.m. or their night game. So we're not gonna get Gus or or um, what's the guy's name? Joel Clatt. We're not getting those guys. I think it could be Tim Brando and uh, and Tillman, Spencer Tillman. This has the makings of a Brando and Tillman affair. Although this is a big time matchup, and I'm trying, I'm right now trying to think of who would be the number two crew at Fox. The number two. Oh, you got it. You have it. Okay. All right. Who do we have? It is Jason Benetti on the play-by-play and Brock Heward on color. Okay. Now, I don't think I would describe them as the – maybe they are considered the number two. This is a big-time game. And uh, what did you say? Benetendi? Ben I, I, I kind of like him, actually. He's pretty good. He, he's good on basketball. Uh, I, I can't, I'm trying to think if I think of him as more of a basketball guy or a football guy, but does a pretty good job. May have had a background, may have come from ESPN originally, now that I kind of think it over. But uh, I don't I don't mind that. Now, Brock's an interesting guy because Brock's one of those guys that loves to kind of, I, I, this is a new thing with uh, analysts. They're always asking the play-by-play, what do you think of this? Well, we're not we're not the play by play guys calling the game. 
Like, we don't need to be bouncing a bunch of stuff, trying to get the play-by-play's opinion on whether the, you know, what, what, what play's coming up or what he saw or she saw. We, we need the analyst is there for that. So Brock's a big, he loves to ask the questions. Aaron, I think uh, with that said, I'll, I'll leave it up to you. Would you rather me try to, for tomorrow's show, Wednesday or Thursday, or Friday even, because they'll be in town by then, would you rather me try to secure Brock or Benatendi? Who would you rather have? Now, Brock Heward played a little bit in the NFL and was a big-time college quarterback, I believe, at the University of Washington. Pac-12 background. Benatendi, really nice, seemingly a, just a very, very nice guy. And uh, and and good at play by play. I I think he's I think he's pretty solid actually. Which one would you rather me get? I think Brock Heward. All right, all right. We'll see what Brock. We'll see what Brock can do, and we'll tap into our friends at Fox. Aaron, if you had have been listening to Fox, you know sometimes you do. You love listening to ESPN Central Texas, but sometimes you'll go over and check what Fox is up to. And, Aaron, if you would have been listening at 11.44 this morning, you would have heard me over on our Fox affiliate. All right? And I, you go, Mosley, what, what, how are you doing Fox and ESPN? This was uh, Colin Cowherd's show. Aaron, I sent that to you just in case, you know, you wanted to check out my work or anything like that. But um, uh, this this was uh, this was a, uh, uh, a talking really cowboys? correct um, talking cowboys. And last night I was with him on his podcast. Today I was on his TV show slash radio show. Last night he did have a question for me that you'll find interesting. He wanted to know, like, who would be in trouble quicker between um, Sark at Texas and Venables at OU. Like, who... Who will get run out after three years? Or he didn't quite ask it that like that, but basically saying who is safer. And I believe my um, answer had to do with that. Venables is safer because Venables is one of them. Now, of course, he played at Kansas State, but he was on the OU staff with Stoops for so long that, and again, it didn't always work. Uh, I just think like Scott Frost would have been gone two years ago if he hadn't been such a you know a star at Nebraska. Now sometimes that can work against you. Invenables was not a star there; he was just a longtime coach at Oklahoma. I feel like they're going to be more apt to um, have his back and stick with him through the ebbs and flows of this whole thing more than the Longhorns will have Sarks back. Namely because, I mean, I, I, I just don't think Texas can go. with They went 5-7 and seven last year. If the, Let's say they win seven games this year. So they go 7-5, and five, and then the year after that they win seven or eight games. I, I mean, part of you will say, well, Matt, that's better than they were. I don't know. I mean, honestly, Herman, Herman may have had a – at least a 10-win season. They went 10-4 and four in one of those seasons, either 10 or 11 games, and they won a Sugar Bowl. And within two years after that, he was out. 
Do you agree with my assessment, Aaron, that the Oklahoma fan base and boosters would be more likely to stick with him than the Longhorns would with Sark? Yeah, I think so. I I think that's a pretty accurate assessment. Okay. All right. Well, I still want you to go and listen to that, Aaron. You can listen to the uh, the Cowherd podcast from last night. And we talked a lot of it was an instant reaction to the Cowboys and Giants. And I'm telling you, I was watching a little bit more of it today. And this is a team that, make no mistake, Cooper Rush right now is getting a lot of attention. And I think he's solid. And I think that's great. I mean, I really do. Um, but this is a team that feeds off its defense. And the reason you're able to win a road game like that is because the defense held Daniel Jones and the Giants. And, and Aaron, this whole season, if you think about it, go back to the Bucks game, Cincinnati, now the Giants. Aaron, the Cowboys defense has given up a grand total of three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. I mean, that's pretty solid, and uh, so I, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's a great sign for the Cowboys' defense. And you, hey, sometimes you got to win ugly, and they got down thirteen six in that game, and they and that was with about five and a half minutes left. Here comes Cooper Rush. I thought that was a big time moment. Down the field, down the field, down the field, and then of course that drive that C.D. Lamb made amends for the big drop in the first half. He goes racing across the middle. They're going to be set up shop in the in the red zone of uh, the Giants, and he ends up dropping it. I think they ended up – I don't even think they tried the field goal. I think they punted on that drive, and it was just a flat-out drop by C.D. Lamb. So far, he's been too inconsistent to really look like a true number one. But, boy, on in the second half, especially on that one drive – he did it all. He was he was uh he played big. You know, Noel Brown played big. Um, but it was C D's drive. And I thought that was a huge moment for him for C D to help him down the field like that. All right. It is time, uh, you know, every oh, at least once a week we turn to a a Baylor legend. This time we go to a more recent legend. It is former Baylor quarterback Seth Russell joining us on the Matt Mosley Show next. Baylor and Oklahoma State this Saturday on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Matt Mosley and me as we begin our coverage of Baylor football with Game Day Live. Game Day Live is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. We'll be in Touchdown Alley beginning at 10.30 Saturday morning, getting you ready for the Bears and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. It's Game Day Live here on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 80 Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union. 
Game plans are packed with benefits like free checking that pays you back, the ability to make deposits, and much more 24-7 at our ATMs. Local loan decisions, easy online applications, great rates and flexible terms, instant-issue debit cards with remote control features, and a free new member T-shirt. Join the team today at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Eligibility and application requirements apply. Member NCUA. Hey, Baylor fans, looking for a place to stay for the next home game? Camp Fempo Waco is a brand-new camping resort located just five miles from McLean Stadium. Bring your RV or book a cabin at Camp Fempo and enjoy on-site amenities like their pool, swim-up bar, water playground, mini golf, and more. To learn more and book your stay, visit CampFimpo.com. That's CampFimpo.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. With more than 160,000 alumni worldwide and counting, the Baylor family is growing. And through the university's expanded Baylor alumni program, the family is growing closer. With hundreds of local volunteers planning events in cities and towns around the country, you can gather with fellow Bears no matter where you are. So get connected, get something started, get involved, and make plans to get together with Baylor alumni. Visit us at baylor.edu slash alumni. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork Loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try their new Porky Pig Tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys improved with 2 and 1 beating the New York Football Giants on Monday Night Football 23 to 16. The NFL is doing away with the Pro Bowl instead it'll be a competition week including a flag football game this year. New England quarterback Matt Jones will miss multiple games with a high ankle sprain. Cleveland Browns Miles Garrett was involved in a one car rollover accident and was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries on Monday. Texas Tech will be fined $50,000 for storming the field after their win over Texas. Citibank and Lubbock will pick up the tab. Astros start a series with the Diamondbacks tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers start a series with the Mariners tonight, 8-40 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Catch the UMHB Larry Harmon show tonight at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. the Matt Mosley show and uh, proud to be joined by former Baylor quarterback Seth Russell you can hear him on that IMG Learfield pregame show a lot of times Seth I'd love to get him on the, up on our set but Seth really prefers the cameras okay he, when he sees a TV camera he's usually climbing up there boy he and Elliot and they get involved in all of that and uh, so we don't blame him for uh, for doing that. Seth, uh, welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. It's great to visit with you. Yeah, Matt, and I appreciate you having having me back on the show today. All right. Um, the uh, by the way, the, the the lights in that little tent y'all have over there, that special little. I mean, does it get warm in there? Do they put those those really bright lights on you? I mean, if if so. You know, you've seen me. I I have sunglasses on whether I'm indoors or outdoors at all times. I would recommend just leaving the sunglasses on. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I guess I'm kind of used to the bright lights, you know, playing under, you know, at, at uh, McLean Stadium, so it doesn't really bother me that much. <laughs> That's right. Very used to the bright lights. I like that. Uh, well, people were immediately doing the comparisons when Drake Dabney <laughs> – I mean, you're not a man who stays on social media much. In fact, I, I was going to, I was like, I wonder what Seth's been saying on Twitter. Well, let's see. You tweeted once on September 10th, then you took a long break, <laughs> then you had one more tweet. I kind of admire your tweeting style. It's very, you just kind of are pretty sporadic on there, and I think that's a healthy thing. But you did react to Baylor Athletics um, making the statement with the two, the Spider Man thing, Dabney. And alum Seth Russell, be like, again, this is how the kids do it. I don't exactly, but they got the Spider-Man thing going back and forth at each other. Now, I'm, I'm going to try to kind of look because now they've included Ebner in one. I'm watching them as I talk to you. Now, Dabney did get great. Uh, he got great height on his. I would say he really had to gather himself. As I recall, the one you did against Texas that people always remember Boy, you did. You just kind of did it. I don't even think it was a pre-planned thing. And then you hit and kept running. How would you compare the two, uh, having seen yourself do it, and then Drake Dabney the other day? Shoot, Dabney was by far more of an athlete on that play, coming from across the field, catching it, having to turn. You know, didn't really have a whole lot of momentum, and just kind of last moment. It's like, hey, you know what? I think I'm gonna jump over this dude, and he did it with such <laughs> such ease and continued on. I mean that, and he's not a small dude, right? I mean he's a he's he's a big sucker, and so for him to get up and continue to go, I mean that uh, that just speaks to athleticism that's on the field these days. It's so rude, by the way, but because you, you when you see the guy below you, he's just he's tackling air. They it makes them look so bad. Now, of course, Seth, you know the downside to that. If they clip, if they get you by the legs or whatever, you know, you could end up falling on your head or something like that. So you got to be careful on those kind of plays. Now, Seth, remind me, did you ever have, and I think I know the answer to this, you had some some good tight ends. Uh, For whatever reason, Art, Kendall, and whoever was calling the plays back then did not love throwing at the tight end unless it was like a 400-pounder. 
uh, <laughs> at one point. I mean, that is quite a duo the Bears have right now in Dabney and Sims. And I would think, Seth, you have an appreciation for, and you had great wide receivers. But to have two, like, really dependable starting tight ends is uh, that, that's got to be a great thing for a young quarterback. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that just that, that takes so much pressure off of shaping, being able to have those big, you know, six, four, six, five, six, six dudes, you know, running, running good routes, right. That are athletic, that have a big wingspan that can go man to man. You know, most of the time they're going to be up against either a, you know, a walk down safety or a linebacker. Right. And I'll take those odds every day and twice on Sunday. And so, um, yeah, you know, I, looking back, it would have been cool to incorporate the tight end a little bit, but I mean, I guess we didn't score, you know, 50 points a game and have 700 point, uh, yards of offense for, you know, you know, I guess the tight end could have added a little bit to that, but on mm. the flip side, it's like, well, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll pick our poison and, and we like to go with the speed guys back in the day that, that could, you know, make people look silly on the deep ball. Seth Russell joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, played quarterback for the Bears and put up uh, – tremendous uh, numbers when you watch Arkansas now and you see Kendall Bryles over there calling plays you see Oklahoma you see Levy I mean these are people um, that you knew really really well at their respective schools from what you can tell do they do a lot of the same concepts that you guys were running at Baylor or have they kind of over the years evolved and kind of added their spin like what uh, what reminds you the most of Baylor when you see those those former offensive coaches for Baylor, and what seems a little different to you that they do? Yeah, you know, so I, I still keep up with those guys. You know, I'll, I'll I'll connect with them, you know, in the off season just to see how things are going, and you know, they'll always tell me, hey, you know, we we if if an offense doesn't evolve, it dies, and so you know they're they're constantly adding different wrinkles to their offense, and and you know from. Well, we ran back in, what was it, 15, 16, you know, were the last years of, under Bryles. Um, yeah, there's a lot of changes, right? A lot of differences, but there's also a lot of similarities that still play its role because, hey, defenses are adapting, right? They're evolving as well, and, and, uh, and, and you know, they're doing a great job of, of staying ahead of the curve, right? You know, being on the bleeding edge rather than the leading edge um, with a lot of that. But then also that has your fallbacks, right? You know, because uh, I know our biggest, our biggest fallback was, uh, you know, the, the defense was off the field for a minute and they were back on, right? And they were normally the other team was running three, four, five, six-minute offenses, which, you know, that wears you down toward the end of the game. But, uh, um, but yeah, no, I think they're, they, they've adapted as they continue to grow. And, and you know, I'm, I'm excited to see this Baylor defense here in a few weeks against Oklahoma just to see how – you know, the old Baylor offense, how it runs against it, right? Because I know they're going to probably have some fits. They're going to take shots, but mm-hmm. um, it's going to be exciting to see. You remember Phil Bennett, the way he would uh, get after your defensive teammates? Did you ever did you ever look over there at, at Phil and think, man, I'm glad I don't play on that side of the ball? <laughs> I mean, well, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got after me a few times uh, when my freshman year. Uh, running scout team, you know, because they they'll they'll give you the 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 play board and they'll circle who you want they want you to throw the ball to, and I'll drop back and I'm like, well, if I'm the quarterback on the other team, I'm not throwing it to the guy who's triple covered. I'm gonna throw it to the guy that has no one around him in 15 yards, and so I throw it down to the other dude, 
And Bennett would come and just rip me a new one. And he's like, what are you doing? You know, you young punk, you know, blah, blah, you know, as the defensive uh, mentality goes, but I loved him to death. Like, I mean, that's just the type of mentality that he brought to practice into the game every day. And, uh, and so, uh, quick, needless to say, I was not on scout team for that long. Um, <laughs> they, they kicked me off scout team and, uh, pushed me over to the offense where, you know, that's where I wanted to be. So maybe it was a little bit of self, uh, sabotage internally with my mindset, but, um, I was just trying to make our defense better as well. Yeah. Um, well, that would have been, I wish we had some old footage of some of that or so. I don't know if we could have <laughs> aired any of that from, uh, Phil. Now, Baylor versus Oklahoma State. You know, look back to last uh, Saturday uh, at Iowa State. Boy, Baylor functioned a lot better. I mean, they had their hiccups, but I mean, Shapin was on and decisive with his throws. What um, what impressed you the most uh, from an offensive standpoint in uh, in the uh, in the victory over the Cyclones? Yeah, I think it was you know letting Shapin do what he does. Right, I mean, he's a gunslinger. He wants to throw. He's got a he's got a phenomenal arm. He's extremely accurate with the ball. Um, he makes great decisions. With, you know, being his first year as a starter, he makes really really good decisions with the ball. He doesn't doesn't pressure or doesn't try to force things. Um, but then on the flip side, you know, hey, we got we got to be able to run the ball, right? And I think we had our, our average per carry was just under three. I think two point nine um, was the average and. You know, if the you know Iowa State made Baylor one-dimensional, right? And that's as a defense, that's what you want to do. But then on the flip side, Baylor's defense made Iowa State one-dimensional, right? I think they were under three yards of carry as well. So um, it all comes down to, hey, the, the guy who gets the ball, right, the quarterback, if he can make good decisions, move the ball down the field, put points on the board, I think this week is going to be, you know, I don't think we can settle for field goals. Right, I think uh, Sanders does a great job uh, for Oklahoma State in the backfield. He's he's extremely experienced. Right, he's got a lot of great players around him. Um, but then again, hey, our defense, I feel like, is really going to step up. They've really risen to the occasion of, of taking over from that defense from last year. Lost a lot of good players, but that is not going to stop them from making big plays this uh, this Saturday. All right, and and I, I wondered what you thought of Richard Reese uh, in that broadcast of the day. They kept saying, you know, uh, boy, he needs to put his foot in the ground and go, and I think there was some truth to that. But once he did, uh, obviously he made some plays. You've seen some freshman backs over the years. I'm trying to think back to some of the guys that may have played with you. I remember Shock Linwood had some success uh, early in his career as a uh, as a freshman. But uh, what what is it that uh, – stands out because I think we thought if there was going to be a bell cow, it might be Tay McWilliams. Well, he's been banged up, and it's, it does seem like Richard Reese has, uh, has, has come to the forefront. What do, you, uh, what do you make of him so far? Yeah, no, he's done a phenomenal job, right? I mean, those guys in the you – know, we were trying to figure out who's going to be the guy that steps up, right? Now, he showed, he showed himself a little bit with Texas State, um, really came to, the, came to the occasion last week. Um, but then also, Hey, I think, you know, it's also going to put pressure on those other guys in the, in the, in the film room, right. Cause they're going, Hey, they want to play too. They bust their tail off season and it's just going to continue to, to make those guys better on and off the field. And, but I mean, Reese has done what he's needed to do, right. Somebody needed to rise to the occasion. He was the guy that his number was called and he stepped up, um, which I think is going to be great for him. You know, the, the, on the backside, you know, the, the experience, 
um, could potentially be a, a downside, a down factor just with, hey, seeing vision, seeing different coverages. Hey, what are they adjusting to? Diff- different blitz pickups, um, which I saw a little bit of that last week, which where, you know, hey, we he kind of got kind of got confused on some of the blitzes that were coming in and stepped into a hole a little bit too late, which is okay, right? They're going to they're gonna train that up and coach that up this week. Um, but then on the flip side, I mean, he's he's got a tremendous upside. I mean, extremely young, and it's just he's got he's going to have a bright future at Baylor. Well, it's going to be fun talking to Seth Russell, former Baylor quarterback, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. Uh, this wide receiving core, we've kind of been waiting to see. Okay, who's going to be the leader? Um, and and maybe Gavin's going to be that guy just because of his veteran presence, and obviously he's playing really well. I love seeing Hal Presley go up in high point one uh, on on a deep shot. Um, uh, in, the, in that first half against Iowa State. Uh, from what you can tell, who are a couple of these young receivers that you feel like are on the verge of maybe breaking out for the Bears? Yeah, I think all, the, all those guys that you just mentioned. And then Baldwin, you know, it's got to be one to step up as well. I know he's a speed guy, and, and he, can, he can take the top off the, off the defense. But he's got to be able to make those, those easy catches too. I know he dropped an easy touchdown on the out route on that first drive. Um, which made it, you know, extend the drive, but they ended up getting it in the end zone. You know, that, that's just things that that can't happen in big ball games, right? When those are when those touchdowns are handed to you, you got to make a big play and step up. But, um, but on the, I think with these guys, they've, you know, whenever you're only throwing the ball, you know, 15, 20 times a game, every single pass is extremely critical, right? They have to be ran route. They have to be caught. Because if not, that slows down the offense. Um, whenever we're running at double the, the amount as when we're passing, and so um, yeah, I think these guys have a great opportunity to to rise to the occasion. I think these past four games have really tested them, and I think they've gotten better every single week. And they just have to continue to progress. Who was your best uh, route runner? Who was who just absolutely was the technician? You obviously had some very talented uh, wideouts, but who was who was the just the flat out best at getting out of in and out of breaks, and you knew was going to be exactly where he needed to be at all times. Yeah, well, we didn't run routes; we just got open. We played backyard <laughs> football, but uh, if we want to be real, but no, uh, obviously, obviously, the guy who won the Blitnikoff Award right broke Baylor's single season t- touchdown record. Um, you know, Corey Coleman, I mean, that was, I was going back and just kind of reminiscing back of that, uh, our junior year. And it was amazing. Just the, just how easy he was able to get open. Right. I mean, just from even being double covered, I mean, he just found ways because he wanted the ball. I mean, he was that type of competitor that, you know, if he was press covered, it didn't matter. You better have two or three guys over there or he's going to get the ball one way or another. And, and, uh, so if, if I were to say one, I'd say, you know, Corey Coleman was definitely the uh, um, the elite portion of uh, of that uh, you know, receiving core of that year. All right. Were you like me the other day? Did you suddenly become a Red Raider and get the get the guns up a little bit? <laughs> were you? <laughs> I mean, no, we've never had a lot of love for the Longhorns, but especially leaving the conference the way it is. And then it was like we hit the daily do, the da- daily double the other day with Oklahoma getting beat. And and uh, and I know you have friends like on those staffs and all, so maybe you have mixed emotions, but. 
to me, that was a great day of college football. Baylor wins, Texas and OU lose. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I mean, the I'm definitely a fan of teams who have been running, you know, the top uh, and then getting beat, right? I mean, obviously, as, as a Baylor Bear, we'd, uh, we, we don't want those teams to have any more success than we are, um, selfishly. Uh, but then on the flip side, right, you know, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, right? I love several of those guys on the coaching staff, right? Lebby, I mean, I consider him family. McGuire, he's he's been a longtime family friend all the way from high school, the high school days, and um, just to see their, you know, McGuire's success as he's been there at Tech, and then as Lebby kind of starts to figure things out there at OU, it's just been a, you know, um, I wish the best for him, but whenever they're playing Baylor, you already know who I'm rooting for. Yeah, what about oh uh, Joey? Do you like that professional wrestling stuff he does? Um, the, uh, the I think they had Ric Flair. I just the the Ric Flair connection to Tech. I'm still scratching my head over that. Although somehow he and Joey have uh, you know struck up a friendship. Did Joey ever try to talk some professional wrestling with you or the family? Oh uh, no. Uh, that, that never came. I can honestly say I have, that, that's news to my uh, news to my ears. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joey brings in Ric Flair, and he was there for that Chris Beard game out in Lubbock, and then he was out there the other on the South Plains the other day. Just kind of, I feel mm-hmm. like Ric Flair has like moved into Lubbock, and they don't know what to do with him. He just won't leave town. <laughs> so well, I guess, anyway, I guess it could be yeah. worse. You didn't really, professional wrestling, did you ever do any, did you ever watch any WWE or, see, we, I come from the age range of like the Von Erichs and the Freebirds and, and, uh, and that whole gang. And and so Ric Flair is very, but now did you, did you watch any of that as you were coming up in uh, junior high or high school? No, honestly, I could say I was not a uh, WWE connoisseur um, (laughs) at any level. Seth Russell did, did just uh, decided not to go that route. Well, you were too busy, you know, working on your craft and getting ready to leap over people. And uh, we've talked about it before. I bet you had a you're, – you're very modest, so you probably wouldn't even say it, but I bet you had close to a 40-inch vertical, which is just ridiculous. Now, do you ever um, – 42. 42. <laughs> okay, 42. not as modest as I thought. Um, do you ever in pickup basketball – Will you, because I bet that's kind of fun, because, you know, you look like a normal guy. I mean, you're a big, kind of a, you know, taller guy. But do you ever just still rise up and go for the dunk, like in a in a pickup game? Yeah, you know, I've, ever since my ankle injury, it really, really affected that capacity to be able to do that. Unfortunately, I had like a lot yeah. of nerve damage kind of go throughout my, my ankle and my calf. I mean, I know it's just excuses, but. So no, I haven't haven't done that yet unless I'm kind of you know a breakaway going off my right leg. But left leg really gives me some uh, uh, give me gives me some issues on that end. <laughs> Forty two inch vertical. I'm trying to think if anybody that's played basketball at Baylor could challenge that. Probably there was a guy named Terry Black. Andre Branch mm-hmm. could jump out of the gym back in the day. These guys were before your time a little bit. Um, but, and I'm trying to think who would have been playing there when you were there that was good under Scott that could jump out of the gym. I don't know who that would have been. Uh, 
you know, sure, now all they've of them, got all of them probably up there. <laughs> you think all of them? Oh man, they could all claim it. But uh, actually, Kendall, the mo- the biggest athletic freak was this guy that just left, Kendall Brown. Um, and just got drafted in the second round. He is, he's crazy athletic, and so at six eight or six nine, he can probably jump around that. But uh, all right, well, listen, I hope to, um, I hope to see you Saturday, and uh, and you know, just give us a wave or whatever. But uh, uh, acknowledge us, those of us who are just in radio and not really TV ready. <laughs> you betcha. As long as y'all have some uh, Whataburger tacos over there or something, I'll I'll say hello. Yeah, I noticed David K wasn't turning those down. I was dropped off a couple of those tacos, and and uh, mm-hmm. and those were accepted pretty quick. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do uh, Saturday. But uh, look, look forward to it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, Seth. Appreciate you doing this. Yeah, Matt, appreciate you having me. You bet. There he goes, Seth Russell, Baylor, former star quarterback, joining the Matt Mosley Show can be uh, heard and seen on that IMG Learfield. It's the pregame show Derek and John and JJ and everybody's involved with, and there's a TV component. Brooke, they got to get somebody that kind of knows what they're doing on TV, so they get Brooke Bednars involved. And uh, and then John, former TV guy, very, very TV friendly, especially when he starts putting all that makeup on. And then, um, and then of course, uh, Seth and Elliot Coffey will show up from time to time. And they're a big part of that. And uh, and I, 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 Matt Izetti, my old college friend, kind of presides over that whole bunch. So good group there. I hope I didn't miss anybody. It is the uh, uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Campus Confidential is next. This is Dallas Cowboys football, football. 2022. Rush, play fake, bootleg to the right. Only heard here. Yeah. Let's throw it in the end zone. All season. That is Noah Brown with his first NFL touchdown. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Commanders Sunday at 11 on ESPN Central Texas. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. NeighborWorks Waco is now in their 30th year of assisting families in the Waco area and purchasing their first home. Today, over 3,200 families have been assisted, and these new homeowners have gained over $320 million in home equity through these years. Would you like to be a part of these results? Give us a call at 254-752-1647 or register to get started at www.nw-waco.org. Let NeighborWorks Waco open the door to homeownership for you and your family. Say hello to the easiest everyday accessory, permanent fine jewelry at DMRA Fine Jewelers. We offer a wide selection of permanent fine jewelry that your DMRA experts custom fit and micro-weld closed, creating a seamless permanent bracelet, necklace, ring, or anklet. Great for promise rings, friendship bracelets, bridal showers, bachelorette parties, birthday parties, or simply to treat yourself. Book your permanent fine jewelry appointment or private event now at DMRA Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive. 
Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank Central, Central National Bank, member FDIC. Now is the best time to let Jeff Hunter Toyota put you in a used vehicle. Right now, choose from hundreds of different makes and different models, all priced to fit all budgets. Explore your possibilities. Explore new and used vehicles at Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys improved with 2 and 1 beating the New York Football Giants on Monday Night Football 23 to 16. The NFL is doing away with the Pro Bowl instead it'll be a competition week including a flag football game this year. Union quarterback Matt Jones will miss multiple games with a high ankle sprain. Cleveland Browns Miles Garrett was involved in a one car rollover accident and was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries on Monday. Texas Tech will be fined $50,000 for storming the field after their win over Texas. Citibank and Lubbock will pick up the tab. Astros start a series with the Diamondbacks tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers start a series with the Mariners tonight, 8-40 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Catch the UMHB Larry Harmon Show tonight at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, it is Matt Mosley, and it's the time of the show. Every day we do it at 440, and we look around college athletics, in particular college football. Aaron Sexton, take it away, sir. With Hurricane Ian bearing down on the southeastern United States, college football games are planning to make changes their weekend schedules coming up. South Florida's Saturday contest against Eastern, East Carolina is expected to relocate to Boca Raton, as first reported by the Palm Beach Post. Originally scheduled for 7 o'clock at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, the game will now take place at FAU with the Owls playing on the road at North Texas. So, and uh, also, the Florida game is going to move. It will just move days, though. Uh, Florida will take on Eastern Washington. That game has been pushed from Saturday to Sunday because of the impending hurricane. Well, this is a um, this is a way of life in that part of the country, and uh, you know we get it occasionally in Texas, not that often in uh, Florida. You know, it seems like uh, at least once a hurricane season, it does happen. You got to batten down the hatches in Tampa. 
is where they're preparing, uh, and they've brought in the National Guard, and that's where the the, uh, the heaviest uh, uh, damage is expected. So we'll hope it's not as much as they think, and they'll prepare for the worst and see what happens. And, of course, college football, compared to uh, what all is about to hit Tampa, is not as important, but they are going to try to play some of these games, move things around a little bit, and um, it's just interesting how parts of Florida – Aaron, I mean, I, you, you, you think uh, like Tampa is going to go work out, I saw, at the Dolphins facility. They'll just move right down to – sometimes we think of Miami. We think of the Keys is always uh, going to get hit pretty hard on these things. Looks like the Keys aren't going to get hit as hard. Uh, my old college roommate from Baylor <laughs> lives right there, Fort Lauderdale, Boca Raton area. And uh, as you said, the, uh, the Boca area – seemingly doing okay and i forget who is that is that uh who's moving there over is that fau where they play and somebody is good because fau i think you said's at unt and so anyway everybody's moving around to get these things in and uh, aaron years ago the famously i think alabama and a&m were supposed to play and they uh they called to get off the game and I think Jackie Sherrill was the coach at A&M. And then the day of the game, it was just like beautiful weather. <laughs> okay, nothing nothing hit. Everything was totally fine. And uh, I forget when they made it up. But I do remember that circa 1985 or 86 or something like that comes to mind. All right. What else do you have, sir? After losing nine straight games to FBS opponents and coming off a 27-10 loss to Central Florida, Georgia Tech cleaned house. They fired athletic director Todd Stansberry and head football coach Jeff Collins yesterday. Brent Key was named the interim coach for the Yellow Jackets, while Frank Neville, who is the school's chief of staff and senior vice president for strategic initiatives, was named the interim AD. The buyout for Collins is expected to be $11.37 million compared to the $7.2 million it would have cost the school if they had waited till January. I can't remember the last time Georgia Tech was good. I mean, you know it's bad. You know, you remember, Aaron, like Clemson was in the football wilderness for a good many years, and then they, they uh, hired Dabo, and then they became a national power. It, that so it's possible that things like that can happen. For some reason, being there in the city, in Atlanta, I mean, there's some things you'd say, well, why can't they do it? I mean, you know, because obviously Atlanta has a lot of Georgia Bulldog fans, but they also have a ton of Georgia Tech fans. And, I mean, those people are starving for good football. It's in, in football country. It's in the south. You should be able to recruit there. Atlanta's a fun place to live. Lots to do. The campus is right there in the heart of the city, not far from downtown, really just downtown adjacent from what I remember. you got those varsity hot dogs right there on campus. Um, I, I don't exactly know why some jobs are just bad jobs, but I would never advise anybody to go take that job. Now, somebody will. And, and who knows? Maybe they'll even turn it around. But, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of who's been there. And Jeff Collins was there. Chen Gailey was there at one point. Um, they had Paul somebody for a long time. I think his name is Paul Johnson. Maybe he used to be at Navy back in the day. 
you there are just some places that are just dang near impossible to win in college football. Rutgers is one of those. Minnesota for years was one of those. Uh, actually, row the boat guys doing well there now, but it's um, it, that's I, I don't know. I would not uh, a young and up and coming coach. I, I would say hold on, wait for another opportunity. Like you know, I think a great head coaching candidate is uh, is Jeff Grimes at Baylor, and for whatever reason, I'm not seeing his name attached to this, and I'm glad. I, I, I mean, I want Jeff to have an opportunity, but I want him to be at a place where he could truly win. Like, I, you could go, Boise State's a mess right now, right? They, they had to fire their offense coordinator, and I think Dirk Cotter cut, uh, just got uh, named as their OC. That, that coach may not be there for a long. That's our old friend Jeremiah Dickey there. He listens to our show, by the way. And I miss him. Jeremiah was great. Uh, it was a great friend. But, you know... There, there are places like that with great football history that you can go and win. I, I just, um, Aaron, I don't, I don't really see somebody going to Georgia Tech and winning big. But, you know, I didn't think Leipold or anybody could go to Kansas and win. And, again, it's still early, but Leipold looks like he's doing a tremendous job at Kansas. So is Georgia Tech – a better job than Kansas? Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I just, you've got more to recruit from, better part of the country. You're recruiting, you should be able to recruit SEC athletes um, to play in the ACC. I mean, that's why they used to say Florida State was a great, great job because you were getting SEC athletes but playing in a lesser conference. And then, of course, they started walking around in the wilderness, and they're just now kind of emerging from that. And it looks like maybe that coach is going to kind of hang in there. The guy who came from Aaron, where did he come from? Memphis or wherever? There was a whole there was a whole deal for a while where they were they were hiring dudes from the AAC. But uh, that I, Florida State's kind of on the come right now. We'll see if they uh, can keep it going. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, if you got anything else, we can we can certainly make time for that in the uh, five o'clock hour. Uh, but next, we'll uh, we'll explore some things, and I want to look back at what I believe happened in last night's Cowboys Giants game. Cowboys are suddenly feeling pretty good about themselves, and they should. That is next. Hi, everyone. With the Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Thanks to fourth-quarter heroics from C.D. Lamb and Cooper Rush, the Cowboys come away from MetLife with a 23-16 win over the Giants. Details after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. 
It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. A touchdown run by Zeke, three field goals by Brett Maher, and a fourth-quarter spectacular touchdown grab by C.D. Lamb were enough for the Cowboys to go into MetLife Stadium last night and come away with a road win over the division rival Giants, 23-16. Tony Pollard topped 100 rushing yards, and Zeke noted the great job by the guys up front blocking. Uh, yeah, we got we got a, a real good crew today. Uh, the old line did the thing. They established that line of scrimmage. Uh, we established the run early, and, and in the second half, we, we adjusted well and kept kept running well. The Cowboys' defense totaled five sacks, and Trayvon Diggs closed out the game with an interception. Cowboys improved to two and one. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team, ESPN Central Texas. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. Don't miss out on the Fiesta Mexalicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotes Esquite jalapeno roasted corn, plus our their new Barria menu, exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new Barria enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963, located on Franklin Avenue in Waco. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Exceptional experience. Extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. 
Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love at SWCLaw.com. That's SWCLaw.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, Camp Fimfo Waco, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, as uh, we roll along on a uh, on a uh, Tuesday afternoon. Um, you know, some of you, as you start to drive home, you're seeing this uh, this story about Brittany Griner, and uh, you know, Aaron obviously brought it to my attention uh, that it was out there. Um, there was someone who apparently. Rarely has covered uh, LSU or covered Kim or anything who showed up at a uh, at at like a media availability yesterday and wanted to, you know, say to ask Kim Mulkey about her former player, Brittany Griner, and said, I haven't really heard you say anything on that. Now, Kim gave an answer. It was like a two part question. And you talk about Aaron kind of burying the lead. He asked about, like, basically, like, what do you think of the man to man defense? Oh, by the way, I haven't heard you comment on uh, on Brittany Griner. So it's kind of a uh, a pretty. And she, and she basically said, I'm not going to ask the answer to the second one. I'll talk about the first one. Now, I, I'm not on here to defend Kim because, uh, of course, uh, Nikki Collin who on this very show has talked a lot about Brittany, has expressed how much she wants to bring Brittany home, has expressed her support, knew Brittany through her time in the WNBA, and I think has uh, has been uh, very upfront about all of that, and I believe was asked about it again yesterday and spoke about it for five minutes. Now, Kim looks bad. Um, I get it. Now, does Kim care that she looks bad? It's Kim Mulkey. I mean, guys, you, you've listened to me for years uh, and you've you've listened to her talk. You know her. I mean, she you know if she doesn't want to say something, she's not going to say it. So, uh, should she have addressed it? I probably it would have been easier on her, and it wouldn't have turned into this big story. She and um, Brittany have history. Um, you know, after Brittany left Baylor, uh, she wrote an op-ed piece, and then you know, she was getting ready to head the WNBA and said that um, um, she was told not to live out her LGBTQ, um, you know, basically not say anything about um, that and, and what her life was like in that respect. Uh, and, and she said that Kim basically told her not to. She came out publicly against Kim. Now, again, 
Baylor is uh, has uh, you know a Christian university and has made its statements over the years on what its thoughts are on LGBTQ issues and all of that. So it really shouldn't probably be shocking that Baylor's not wanting to be out there um, sort of uh, talking about that and, and expressing support in that, okay? They've come up with a neutral sort of mission statement, and the mission statement, or, or not a mission statement, but something on that, and it really doesn't lean either way. It just kind of says, we love everybody, and that's fine. That's fine. But there's more than meets the eye here. Okay, it's not it, Kim, and it, it has more to do with than what's happening with Brittany right now. This is all extremely unfortunate. But Brittany and and Kim had some kind of huge falling out and weren't talking before any of this stuff happened. Well, then she goes and and gets arrested, and all this happens. And I know people want to debate that. Well, should she? Shouldn't she? Well, I think most of us agree that love Baylor and love what Brittany Griner brought to Baylor and. And uh, it, it, we want her home, okay? I'm not sitting. I'm not trying to. To I'm not going to sit here and say, "Well, they got a point. The Russians have a point. She messed up." No, let's get her home. I mean, this is ridiculous at this point. But if Kim, I'm just saying, Kim has had this thing, this tiff with Brittany going way back, and Kim is not someone who's going to like change, and she's not going to be fake. And she's not going to get up there and make some kind of statement, hey, everything's okay, and I want her to come home. Should she? Maybe so. My gosh. I mean, I I wish Kim would just say, hey, even though we've had this falling out over the years, I still love her, and we should bring her home. Is it that hard to do that? No, it's not. No, it's not. But it's Kim. My gosh, we're going to be shocked that Kim doesn't do what everybody wants her to do? I mean, she's only been doing this for now for like 25 or 30 years. So... I, I I get that there's a lot of hand uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, you know gnashing of teeth and hand wringing over all this. Now, um, Kim did speak on this in June. All right, Mulkey did. She 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 said I'm praying for her. I pray for her every night. So th- there's some statements out there that are kind of they're like, well, Kim's refused not to make any statement. She said this on a podcast. Is that a statement or isn't a statement? I don't know. She did say those things and let everybody know that she was thinking and praying about Brittany. But now she's at, at, the, at the middle of this firestorm of controversy. And, um, you know, obviously Baylor has expressed support publicly. At one point, they didn't know. And, and then at some point, the, I think the State Department and everything said, hey, it's okay. It's okay to come out and be public because you didn't want to do anything that would compromise her position. And so for a while, they weren't wanting people to speak out publicly. Now Baylor has. Now Nikki Collin has. And I'm all for that. Nikki's doing what Nikki should be doing. Um, she's supporting one of the greatest players, the greatest female player to ever play at Baylor. I mean, it's, it's hands down. Did she, uh, you know, she just is. She's the greatest player in women's basketball history at Baylor. Some people may make the argument, you know, best player, period, whatever you want to say. But anyway, I just, it's floating around out there. It, all the stuff's being said. These things are not always black and white. Sometimes I think we want to say, okay, Kim's the villain here. Um, and she looks, does she look great? saying it the way she did, saying, I'm not going to touch that, I'm not going to answer that. No. Um, 
does she have any clue who that was that showed up at that press conference? No. The person, the guy doesn't even cover LSU basketball. So everybody was kind of looking around like, and, and Aaron, the part of the press conference that apparently they're not playing was her as only Kim could saying, who are you? Like, where? What, you haven't been here. You haven't covered any games that we've had here. Who, who are you? And and what she and she wasn't trying to like make him look bad. She literally was trying to be like, I don't even know you, and this is like a pretty important question that's being asked. Now again, could Kim have said, "I'm praying for Brittany, thinking about Brittany, and I hope she returns home." Yes, absolutely, she could have. But this goes way deeper than the Brittany's being, uh, you know, held over there in Russia and not allowed to come home. This is an angry, angry uh, deal. And when you cross Kim Mulkey, the people that have will tell you. And whether it's fair or not, I'm sure in some cases maybe it's not fair. Um, I mean, this, this woman hasn't spoken to her own father in like 30 years over something that happened. All right? It, 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 it's something that happened like involved when she was getting married like 35, 40 years ago. So... She's not going to – I think sometimes people just think – so all that to say, I know this story's out there. I know she looks really bad. Uh, I don't think she wishes any ill toward Brittany Griner. I just think those two had a, a, a deep falling out. And, and in case you've missed it, Queen Egbo, former Baylor player, uh, Chloe Jackson, who was on, I believe, one of those national title teams, has uh, come out saying, you know, uh, condemning the silence that's come. And like anything, everything Kim Mulkey does is a huge lightning rod moment. All I'm saying is it's not totally a black and white issue here. There's more to it. And I think as you read some of these stories, you're not seeing all of that. So I'm just going to fill in a little bit for you. Um, Not really trying to defend Kim. Is she a friend? You bet she is. Do I still talk to her? Sure, I do. But should she have handled today, yesterday's news conference differently? I wish she had of. My gosh, I would have advised her, hey, say what you said on that podcast two months ago. If somebody asked you publicly about, uh, about Brittany Griner, um, why don't you say what you said two months ago? Say you're praying for her and you hope she gets to come home. That's all she had to say. She didn't have to do some huge, long thing. So, anyway, I just know it's a big story, and anything involving Kim Mulkey certainly still touches uh, Baylor because she's the uh, the single greatest uh, coach Baylor's ever had, really, in any sport. And, um, and that's just, you know, that's the case. We're not going to get into debate about that, but what she's done is, uh, is incredible. Okay, let's uh, switch quickly to some Cowboys from last night. And, uh, by the way, we'll let you hear from Scott Drew. I think both of those coaches are unreal what they've done over the years. And Scott Drew, it was back at it. Baylor started practicing. They confirmed some reports we we heard uh, today about Langston Love. And so we're going to get to hear from Scott Drew. They had some open uh, 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 media availability today. And uh, we're going to, thanks to uh, John Morris, who was out there covering that, We'll have some of that to share with you coming up at about uh, 520. Now, Cowboys last night, Cooper Rush continues to do what Cooper Rush does. Who are the Cowboys that uh, over the years that have won their first ever three games? 
Well, it's Cooper Rush now, 3-0. and Jason Garrett, believe it or not, and Roger Stahlbeck. Now, what is not like the other? Yeah, Roger ended up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he went on to win a whole lot of games. Jason Garrett and Cooper Rush just happened to, at the kind of the uh, start of their careers or over the course of their careers, they uh, had some good fortune and played well when put in those situations. Cooper Rush is a highly functioning NFL quarterback right now. Now, I'm not going to jump in and, and, and try to say, oh, man, he should be the starter next year at Houston or he should be a starter in this league. How, is it okay that he's just a good backup? Is it okay to be a pretty serviceable backup? Did I think he was a good backup? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I thought they were going to get exposed, and they haven't. So I was wrong, and a lot of people were wrong on that. And I'm glad I'm wrong. I, I mean, it does me no good to see the Cowboys uh, do poorly. I love talking about the Cowboys. I love covering the Cowboys. I have several podcasts involving the Cowboys. I do a show where we talk about the Cowboys a ton, and we have a a bunch of Cowboys fans in our audience right now. Why would I ever root against them? Now, I don't root for them either. But, I I mean, honestly, I do like it when they're winning uh, because it makes for better fodder, okay? I I don't think the Cowboys sitting here going 6-12 and And people can pretend, or six and what can you go now, Aaron? Six and eleven would be a, a record they could have because they're now playing seventeen games. Um, this was a tremendous performance. You say, "Well, I thought it was pretty ugly, Matt." Weren't they winning six three at half? Yeah, yeah. But they got down thirteen to six, and then they immediately answered the bell. And in the second half, C.D. Lamb stepped up. And, and was there for his quarterback. He was not in the first half. He still does things that uh, that bother you. A horrible drop. Jalen Tolbert could have made a great play on a deep ball. Didn't make the play. Ball goes off his hands. you got to make those when you have a backup quarterback. Cooper Rush, all he did, he didn't start pressing. He kept going. They found a way. I mean, Aaron, one of the things we haven't talked about today is the fact that they've manufactured a nice running game. And finally... They're not having to have someone beat it in their head to get Pollard in the game. In fact, they even put Zeke and Pollard in the game at the same time sometimes. Fancy that. Pollard is by far the more explosive back. Is he ready to be the bell cow back? No. No, I I don't think he is, and I don't think they want him to be. Um, Zeke is the pounded. uh, But Zeke runs hard. You know, I, I heard somebody saying, was it last night on the broadcast, somebody was basically saying Zeke, doesn't really run with the, the same power that he used to. It was somebody saying it that I really like a lot of times. I don't know if that's accurate. I still think he runs with plenty of power. Um, I just don't think he can be a 20 to 25 carry guy anymore. And they're handling it the right way. Aaron, what did they end up with? Zeke had like 70-something yards. Um, uh, Pollard had over 100 yards. And you end up with... Like 189 yards rushing, or was it over 200 yards? It was it was right around there, and the running game was was great. Now a, another big part of that, Jason Peters, 41 years old, steps in. He's going to be potentially a Hall of Famer. Has been a long time All Pro left tackle for the Eagles and I believe the Buffalo Bills at one point, and he's not a guard. And they, they say, hey, I need you to move inside. He thought he was retired. 
He's back playing football. They moved him inside. And like his first play from scrimmage last night was the third possession of the game. They take Farniak out. They put Jason Peters in and Pollard bust one for 46 yards. I mean, what a what a great moment for the Cowboys O-line. And though he's got to watch, getting those hands away from his body, he got called for a hold last night. Didn't really matter because there was another penalty on the play. Um, but Tyler Smith's got to watch that. He's playing pretty well. He's playing pretty well. Peters was brought in to be a safety valve in case it didn't go well with Tyler Smith. Cowboys first-round pick gets thrown in. They've helped him some. He's doing great. He's doing great. And um, Aaron Hendershot and Jake Ferguson, two – well, Jake Ferguson's a rookie tied in. Hendershot is like some kind of undrafted free agent type guy. It's just kind of floating around out there. Wasn't even supposed to make the team. I think McEwen – was was supposed to be the tight end that made the team. He's still kind of out there on the margins. But those two filled in for Dalton Schultz last night and looked great. They're blocking well. They're playing well. And so, again, they are well past the area of style-pointing wins. They used to be good enough, even maybe last season, to go, yeah, they won, but they didn't play that great. This is a win-it-however-you-can team. And I think Cincinnati's going to climb back in this thing and get going. So I think that was a good win. And now the Bucks loss, although it looks so ugly, and Dak was so bad in that game, I think, I think you have to feel much better about the Cowboys. They beat the Commanders on Sunday. That would get them to 3-1, and one, headed to the Rams. And, oh, by the way, the Rams are looking a little weird-like now, a little weary, uh, both at wide receiver and throughout their team. Lots of injuries. Offensive line's not great. This is not your typical um, reigning Super Bowl champs. Let's come out here. Let's roll over some people. This is not like Kansas City after they won it. This is not even Tampa after they won it. This is not a team that right now looks that great. Now, McVay could get them going, but I'm just saying I don't think that game is all that scary. So... I mean, if you could win that one, you get to four and one, and then you'd have a big matchup against the Eagles, who could potentially, by that point, be four and zero or five and zero. Most, I think it, they would probably both teams would be four and one, perhaps going into that game. So lots of uh, lots of great uh, things to talk about with the Cowboys, and of course, we'll continue to do that through the week. And now they'll start getting ready for the Commanders on a short week with the Monday night game. They've had to. Uh, they got to ramp it back up. They get an off day uh, today, and then they got to get going again Wednesday and be ready for that home game against the Commanders, who are so bad. They got beat twenty four seven the other day. I think they gave up. How many times Wentz get sacked? Nine times. Yes. <clears throat> That's bad. That's bad. Wentz is not. You know, he just every year we convince ourselves, oh, Wentz is going to be good. He's not. He's not, so the Cowboys should win that ball game. All right, we had um, opportunity, kind of a get-to-know-the-Bears basketball team a little bit today. They've started practice, very exciting, and and, uh, all the coaches were excited. Of course, we had uh, Coach Jacobs on here recently, so the first official practice has now happened. I believe that was yesterday, 
and then uh, today had some media availability. Let's listen to what Scott Drew had to say. We'll do it next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Our money stopper check, Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor football gears up for its Go Gold Big 12 Conference home opener this Saturday against Oklahoma State, while basketball practice is underway for the Baylor men and women. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. If you're out looking for a great selection of new cars and trucks, then shop Allen Samuels in Waco. Because we have some of the best deals in Central Texas that will put you in a new vehicle and driving away with confidence. Save big this month on a new 2022 Dodge Charger GT and get $500 bonus cash with 2.9% for 72 months. Plus, first responders get an extra $500 off your purchase. Stop by today or browse online at allensamuelsdcj.com. Come by. Let's be friends. This is the home of the defending Big 12 and Sugar Bowl champion Baylor Bears. ESPN Central Texas. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football up to number 16 in the nation this week in the Associated Press poll. That coming off their 31-24 win over Iowa State in Ames on Saturday. Now the Bears set to host ninth-ranked Oklahoma State this Saturday afternoon at McLean Stadium. It is a go-gold day at the stadium on Saturday. Tickets available at BaylorBears.com slash tickets. Meanwhile, basketball season is on the horizon and coming fast. Practice began yesterday for the Baylor men and Coach Scott Drew and the Baylor women under head coach Nikki Collin. Both defending Big 12 Conference champions and Nikki Collin beginning her second year as head coach of the Baylor women's program. You know, I think I said last year, sometimes as a new coach, you know, you, you've got to try to figure out, am I going to, you know, pound square pegs into round holes or am I going to um, figure out how to win with the group I've got and then recruit players to the system that I want to play? Um, and and I, I said this from the beginning, I inherited really good players that were already good system type players. You know, I think Queen and Alyssa, um, you know, were players that could screen and roll and, and really get to the rim and, um, you know, so I think we had, you know, already players. I mean, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have traded them. Um, but I do think what we were able to get in, in Bugs and Bella and Asian Dre, you're, you're talking about players who are, who are probably more position versatile, um, you know, they give us the ability, you know, we're not doing it yet, but we'll probably do a lot more switching this year, which we just didn't have the capacity to do. 
Nikki Collin and the Baylor women opening formal practice yesterday for the new season. They'll have an exhibition game coming up on November 3rd, the regular season opener for both the men and the women, November 7th. Tickets available for Baylor basketball at BaylorBears.com slash tickets. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union. We are opening doors to home ownership. First Central's open-door mortgage loans up to 95% of the appraised home value. With low closing costs, no points, low origination fees, flexible terms, and competitive rates. Consider refinancing your mortgage or securing land for building. We loan up to 75% of the appraised value of land. Apply online today at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Some restrictions apply. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. We're fighting hard at Pickup Outfitters in our battle to end truck nudity. But it's not just about putting an outfit on a naked truck. It's about making sure you have the very best customer service. So we offer the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. Over time, sometimes your outfit needs a little tune-up, maybe some tightening, adjusting, whatever. If you outfitted your truck at Pickup Outfitters, that tune-up is absolutely no charge for the remainder of the time you own that truck. We also offer free warranty assistance. If for any reason you need to use your warranty, you just bring it back to us and we take care of it. It just makes sense. I mean, operating without a promise like that would be like offering customer service in the nude. And if you've seen our staff, trust me, you don't want that. So do your part to end truck nudity by outfitting your truck, Jeep, SUV, or van at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we promise to serve you fully clothed. Check out our website, createacommotion.com. The voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Dallas Cowboys improved with 2 and 1 beating the New York Football Giants on Monday Night Football 23 to 16. The NFL is doing away with the Pro Bowl instead it'll be a competition week including a flag football game this year. Union quarterback Matt Jones will miss multiple games with a high ankle sprain. Cleveland Browns Miles Garrett was involved in a one car rollover accident and was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries on Monday. Texas Tech will be fined $50,000 for storming the field after their win over Texas. Citibank and Lubbock will pick up the tab. Astros start a series with the Diamondbacks tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers start a series with the Mariners tonight, 8-40 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Catch the UMHB Larry Harmon show tonight at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley's show. I just kind of almost wanted to wait and hear a little of that song, but uh, we got to roll on here. We've got some really interesting uh, Baylor basketball information that came out today, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. Aaron, um, as we kind of look around the NFL today, uh, and I will let you listen, by the way, Scott Drew spoke, and he covered a few different topics. We'll hear about some of the different uh, players that are coming back from injuries. Uh, and and also I will say that EJ Everyday John uh, Chachua is not ready to go. Okay, it, it's and, and again this should not be a shock. That was a very severe injury. It's great news that full contact, full basketball activities for Langston Love, and then of course we uh, we had LJ Cryer on just a couple of weeks ago to get to visit with him. Aaron, who's our next? kind of player we want to talk to on this team now we talked to loner we talked to bridges when they when they came to the team grimes we talked to all three of those guys and i'm not saying we can't talk to them again but who do you think our people are wanting to hear the most on this team it could be none other than Keontae george now uh is there a chance that in football a lot of times they don't let the freshmen talk uh, right away. Now, by, by the end of last year, Sohan and Kendall were getting to do things. Um, I, You know, for whatever reason, the uh, football players don't do the uh, one-on-one uh, radio interviews, which is fine. That's, you know, people can do whatever they want. Um, I've always appreciated uh, that on the basketball front, we can talk to players one-on-one. They'll come on the radio. I thought Cryer was a great guest. We had... Uh, um, Matthew Meyer made a huge announcement on our show when he let everybody know he was transferring to Illinois. That happened on our program, and uh, which was really cool. And, and he said he just appreciated our support over the years and wanted to make his big announcement on our show. So that was a really uh, neat moment. Love talking to these players. Aaron, I, I want to talk to Keontae George, but also Langston Love. I, was... When you hear, oh, were you thinking the same thing? Yeah, that was going to be my suggestion. Yeah, I uh, I I feel like Coach Jakus in talking about Cryer, who they're joking with Cryer about shooting it from Steph range. I mean, this guy's going to be a flat-out scorer and facilitator. He's going to do it all. But I'm loving 
uh, Langston Love, when there's talk of the leadership, apparently he's really uh, improved his shooting. He's a he's a tremendous. I mean, he's got a chance to be a double figure scorer. I mean, the thing about this team is, Aaron, think about the amount of players who could potentially. I mean, you're going to have. It's just going to be interesting to see who starts and how they rotate everybody. I mean, let's think about Aaron. All the people who are capable, just off the top of our heads, of scoring 12 points a game. Uh, Bridges could do it. The, the West Virginia uh, transfer. Caleb Lohner, the transfer from BYU, uh, he yes. is he could do it. Um, obviously, Adam Flagler could be one of the best players in the Big 12. The leading scorer on the team last year before he started getting hurt was LJ Cryer. He's capable of 12 points or more. Keontae George can roll out of bed and score 12. Okay, he, he, uh, he has 12 points by the time you hit the first uh, TV timeout. So... I think I just named five guys. I haven't even named Langston Love. There's six. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. You know, the 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 amount of scores, talent, defensive players, and they got to put it all together. Now, Dell Bonner. I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to forget him. He's become a better offensive player, but he's really become known as kind of a defensive stopper. Uh, so there's a lot of really good uh, good uh, uh, players along those lines. Aaron, I, th- I saw this tweet about the NFL, and I kind of liked it. It's from our buddy Eddie Radosevich, uh, and I, I think it's a fair point. The TV talk shows have now shown this Ken Dorsey, the Buffalo Bills offense coordinator, you know, throwing all his stuff and, cra- you know, and he's apologized and said he's got to work on himself. I mean – I'm sorry, Aaron. I'm glad they don't have cameras on me sometimes, like when I when I miss a shot in tennis or on the golf course. Now I'm a pretty easygoing guy on the golf course. I don't throw clubs or, or really get mad or anything. But I'm just saying, like our worst moments. Think if your worst moments as a competitor over the years. A lot of people play different things, different sports. <clears throat> was caught on tape. I mean, you might not be feel that great about it. And Dorsey got mad. He's a competitor. He was throwing stuff. But is it the end of the world? I mean, I'm, oh, my gosh, Dorsey crinkled up some papers and threw his tablet. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's a. It's the NFL. You got players down there that are hitting each other at high speeds. A coach throwing some stuff around does not seem that like that huge of a deal. And Aaron uh, Radosovich says it's sort of shocking the uh, – the big network sports TV talk shows are still talking about Ken Dorsey's tantrum like he, uh, you know, hit a kid is basically what he's saying. And it is kind of crazy. We've decided we've acted like Ken Dorsey is some kind of bad human being. I, I Again, it's not great to respond like that and throw a bunch of stuff, but let's not act like it's the end of the world. Aaron, do you think Ken Dorsey should be suspended for throwing a bunch of stuff in a press box. No. Okay. Ridiculous. I think people are getting a little carried away. I mean, I don't think either one of us thought Mike Evans should have been suspended by the NFL for, you know, sticking up for one of his teammates. He came to the defense of Tom Brady, and one guy, you know, he was they were mouthing off, and just because he's so big and strong, 
he shoved some dude down. Aaron, if that guy doesn't hit the ground, do you think Evans would have gotten, uh, um, you know, suspended? No, then it would have just been a shove, and nobody would have thought twice about it. He still shouldn't yeah. have been suspended, obviously, but no, I think you're right. Aaron, that's, t- that's a good lesson. When somebody shoves you in the office place, fall down, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there was a time when some things were happening. Oh, man, we won't get into that. But, uh, whoa, whoa. We got it's used to have some aggressive uh, uh, on-air talent walking around. Okay, um, it is <laughs> still some holes and doors to to collaborate. Still, there. still collaborate. Some, still me. some, uh, yeah, still some uh, evidence. Eric, can we fix those? I mean, are we? Do we do that to pay homage to the guy? Do, so. we leave those, <laughs> do we leave those those holes just to remember him by? Jeez. Okay, some people get too mess too much testosterone. Aaron, you might remember somebody was doing a lot of low-T commercials. All right, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show. And, um, Aaron, let's do a little bit of this. I want to hear from Scott Drew, who spoke today about, uh, about uh, the, uh, uh, the Baylor team having its first practice yesterday, getting everybody back together. Let's listen to Coach Drew. Scott, as far as uh, everyday John, when do you expect him to be fully cleared? What's your hope as far as getting him? Yeah, everyday John is rehabbing every day, so uh, uh, yeah, there is no timetable for his return. Uh, obviously, it was a significant injury, uh, um, and we don't uh, expect him anytime uh, soon, but at the same time, uh, each and every day, uh, uh, if anyone uh, can work harder to get back than him, uh, please introduce him or, or show him to me, because We'll recruit him because John, in everything he does, gives 100%. He's been unbelievable in rehab. And uh, because of that, he's given himself a, uh, a, a chance to return uh, sooner rather than later because uh, most people would have thought after the injury he sustained, uh, it's a multiple-year thing, and we'll see what happens. What about this year's group stands out to you most? Uh, I think uh, first and foremost, we got a, a lot of hard workers. we got guys that love to be in the gym. Um, really uh, uh, kind of boring from the standpoint they spend so much time in the gym uh, really that's their uh, 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 that and maybe video games is what occupies most of their day now that uh, we're with school obviously that takes up a big portion of things but really extracurricular and stuff like that uh, uh, a good night for these guys is usually in the gym and that's a blessing for us how big will Adam and Flo be just from a leadership standpoint well, uh, you, you got uh, uh, John, Adam, and Flo, all guys that are, are, are fifth-year guys. That means uh, they know what college is like. They know what to expect. And uh, uh, I think, uh, um, first of all, as a coach, we're really blessed to have uh, uh, three guys that uh, are team-first guys. And whenever you have leaders that are experienced but are great uh, team guys and great teammates, they're great examples for the uh, first, second, and third-year guys. And especially with the transfer portal nowadays and uh, with how many people leave to uh, uh, go pro, uh, whenever you can get guys that have been in college for five years uh, that are as selfless as these guys, uh, you're really blessed as a coaching staff. So on the flip side of that, Keontae looked really good in, in Canada. What have you seen out of him uh, throughout 
since then that maybe is impressed you? A lot of buckets. Uh, uh, people in, in uh, Canada saw just uh, uh, offensively what he's capable of. Uh, but what, what our staff has really uh, enjoyed about Keontae is he's an extremely hard worker, um, wants to get better on the defensive end, um, just because any freshman that comes in, there's a different uh, speed and physicality uh, required on the defensive end, on and off the ball. And he's been eager to learn. Um, he, he's really fit in well with the uh, uh, the upperclassmen. And something that uh, uh, you love as a coach is uh, each and every day, uh, he wants to get better, will spend the time necessary to get better. And he can really facilitate, really pass the ball. So it's not uh, somebody you can just load up on uh, and he's going to take a bunch of bad shots. He's going to hit the open guys. And that's one thing this team really does well is move the ball offensively. They really share it. They're really unselfish. They're fun to watch. Scott, what are your expectations for Langston Love? Yeah, Langston uh, just got cleared uh, uh, a week ago where he's able to uh, go through contact. So uh, he's somebody that uh, has been out for a while, so it's going to take some time to get the rust off. But he works extremely hard, just like the rest of the guys. And uh, uh, he's somebody that uh, during that year off really got uh, stronger physically and then really improved his skill level. He was always known as a great uh, scorer. I think his shooting's more consistent. Um, because that's basically uh, one of the main things he could do during this time off. So uh, we're excited uh, for people to show how he's improved his consistency as a shooter, too. Scott, as far as LJ, how's he doing? Uh, LJ is somebody that uh, uh, before he got injured uh, was shooting and scoring at a high rate. Um, he's someone also just got cleared uh, a couple weeks ago for contact, and he's picked up uh, right where he left off because uh, in practice, uh, I don't think he's missed many shots. And uh, what he's uh, done that uh, uh, excites uh, our staff, though, is uh, uh, his ability to share the ball this year and get in the paint and create for others. Uh, last year, really, uh, um, he was looked upon to score. This year, he's taken uh, and embracing both roles. Defensively, like everybody on the team, he continues to uh, get better at what we want to do and uh, excited to have him back on the court. Coach, any prediction for the Baylor football game on Saturday? Oh, we're winning. Uh, don't know a final score yet, but uh, uh, definitely have confidence. And it's going to be a great uh, uh, turnout. I know uh, we've had great crowds thus far at home. And what are we on, a 9-10 game home win streak? want to thank the Baylor fans and Baylor family for making all that possible. going to be a little bit cooler, so get there early, stay late. Let's get that done. Hey, Coach, in terms of this time of year, you know, late September, early October, what are those big things that you hope that by mid-October, mid-late October, you got to accomplish? Well, first as a coach, uh, um, you got to get that chemistry and and find out who plays well with who and so you can figure out rotations. Uh, and then uh, you want to get them in, in shape enough that uh, uh, when the first couple games come, they're able to uh, not have fatigue be a factor. Uh, and then uh, with that, every team is different as far as uh, strengths and weaknesses. And as a coach, adjusting what we do offensively or def defensively uh, to put them in the best positions to be successful. That's what makes uh, coaching so fun. And then uh, you do that all prayerfully. No one gets injured so that uh, uh, you can make sure that everyone has good chemistry and rhythm going into season.
Scott, your two uh, D1 transfers, how, how do you feel like they're going to well, the good thing about a Division One transfer, especially coming from BYU and West Virginia, where they've been well coached and uh, uh, physically, uh, they've already adapted and they're used to college uh, uh, basketball. They're used to uh, just the schedule and what goes into a college athlete. Um, but with us having them in Canada was huge because, again, that allowed them to put the uh, Baylor uniform on and be able to run our offense and defense and start to get acclimated to things. So I think that will really pay dividends uh, come the beginning of the season. What was it about Jalen Bridges that the second he went into the portal, you said, I want him on my bench? Well, at first, uh, uh, he can really score it, and coaches uh, uh, like guys that uh, uh, make offenses look good. And uh, His freshman year, he led the Big 12 in three-point percentage. Uh, sophomore year, uh, um, was one of the best in the conference, actually both years, uh, efficiency-wise, but uh, uh, great free-throw shooter. Um, and then offensively, he really rebounds, and uh, we've had great rebounders on the offensive glass, and uh, he carries that over. Uh, you know he's been coach you know he has the toughness coming from West Virginia he knows about the Big 12 um, but somebody that can space the floor with the guards uh, that we have is something that's exciting all right there he was Scott Drew and uh, an answering why Jalen Bridges uh, why he was so excited to get him on the uh, Baylor roster and also interesting to see like what they're trying to get the players to do uh, uh, during October as they start to get ramped up. And, of course, November, the uh, the games will start late October, early November, and then it'll get rolling real big time in sort of mid to late November, and uh, the excitement of basketball season will be upon us. Sadly, we have to say goodnight to you. The dismount is next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. With more than 160,000 alumni worldwide and counting, the Baylor family is growing. And through the university's expanded Baylor alumni program, the family is growing closer. With hundreds of local volunteers planning events in cities and towns around the country, you can gather with fellow Bears no matter where you are. So get connected, get something started, get involved, and make plans to get together with Baylor alumni. Visit us at baylor.edu slash alumni. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. When it's time for your new car, truck, or SUV, BK Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class. The Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. BK Ford proudly supports all Central Texas athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at BK Ford. Simple, easy, trusted. Experience better at BK Ford. Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury. So together we can create the best care plan for you. 
We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. There's no better place to watch the big game than Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse. And they're here to help with some money-saving deals. $3 off nachos on Mondays, $3.50 single tacos on Tuesday, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2.50 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $7 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Friday. Plus, there's live music on Wednesdays. Come join in the fun. Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, 330 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, that time of the day we do have to say goodbye. And, uh, boy, Seth Russell, excellent. Fun to have Scott on talking basketball. I think that gets everybody excited. Um, and uh, we're, we just have so much going on right now. This Baylor-Oklahoma State game is going to be really good. I'll look into trying to get uh, Brock Heward or Jason Benatendi on who are broadcasting this game, and uh, we'll see if we can't make something like that happen. It'd be great to get uh, one of those guys on, and they'll be doing a nice job on the, uh, uh, on the uh, broadcast. Okay, uh, by the way, all these uh, NBA teams were talking, and we do have some Mavs fans on here, and I love the fact that uh, they had their media day, and they asked Christian Wood about, you know, hey, what do you think about uh, coming off the bench? Uh, Like Jason Kidd said you would be doing, and Christian Wood, new arrival after the Mavericks traded for him, got him from the Rockets, uh, Christian Wood said, that's news to me. Didn't <laughs> No one's mentioned that to me. Oh, my goodness. Either today or next Tuesday, he turns 27 years old. Well-traveled player. The guy averaged like 20 points and 10 rebounds a game for some horrible Houston teams. Was good on some horrible Detroit teams. This will be the first time he's been on a good team. And uh, he, he said that you know, it was the first he'd heard about not starting. And he was kind of good-natured about it and said he'd be okay, uh, however it happens. Um, For now, he will not start, but Jason Kidd said he wants to look at all the different combinations and see where it ends up. I appreciate everybody who's been a part of that, uh, part of this show. Aaron Sexton doing a tremendous job today. Seth Russell, Scott Drew. We're going to see you tomorrow on Wednesday at 4 o'clock. Good night, everybody. This is a Spectrum Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football.